Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Murdersome. Murdersome is a thrash metal band from the United States, and they have released Carnal Death. This album is filled with great riffs and intensity. This is one you don't want to miss. And here is my interview with Murdersome. Hey, what's going on? I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. I wanted to ask about the recording process for Carnal Death. Yeah, sure. How long did it take the material to, to get the material together? Uh, the, a lot of the material was already uh, basically the all the riffs and stuff were put together, and then the songs essentially got put together when we uh, have with our current lineup because uh, it did go through uh, – another version with a different drummer and a different singer and it just uh really wasn't up to par with what we were going for and um basically the the current batch from what you hear of carnal death was you know completely rewritten lyrically and the drum beats were done differently and all that stuff so basically uh the other co-founder uh ian and myself uh he was in another band uh rba band called uh, humongous and he had uh some material that didn't get used while he was in the band at that time. And, you know, me and him wrote some stuff and then, uh, he brought like the bulk of stuff and went through <laughs> two separate, uh, versions of these songs. But, uh, yeah, we're really happy with how uh, carnal death came out. I wanted to ask you if you could speak on the song smoke and mirrors. It's one of my favorites on the album. Oh, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> So you're just asking the recording process for uh, Smoke and Mirrors? Yes. Yes. How'd that one go? Uh, yeah, Ian had that riff. Um, you know, we wanted the studio and, you know, recorded it with the current lineup. And, it, you know, and then uh, Johnny Throckmorton, who sang in Alabama Thunderpussy, you know, and when he came onto the fold, he wrote the lyrics for it. And everything just started to come together that way. So a lot of it really, uh, Carnal Death came to life really heavily in the studio. I think uh, even in not hearing the first lineup, this lineup sounds very tight together. You have to be very happy with the way it came out. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, can you speak on the video Rebel in Darkness? How did that go for you? Uh, just how, how we uh, recorded that one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, pretty much all these songs were essentially written, you know, before we went to the studio. It was just... Uh, the lyrics and all that stuff were already, everything was there, but it was put together essentially kind of in the studio, so to speak. So everything was kind of, when Johnny came in, he was immediately in the studio and, you know, kind of doing this and that. So he would like write the lyrics and send us demos of his ideas. And we would all be like, Oh yeah, this is really cool. We really like this and that. And then he'd go record it at the, stu at a, the studio for the album. And so a lot of that, with what I'm saying, you know, is uh, when we got Johnny into the band, we were in the middle of recording uh, Carnal Death, but, you know, Johnny came up with the titles with everything, and, you know, he really kind of put everything how it sounds, you know, right now in mm -hmm. uh, studio stuff. And uh, I wanted to ask you if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
here one sec. It was uh, Dan. I, I'm terrible with last names. I wish I had it up right now, but uh, it was Dan. He did a lot of the artwork for, uh, I believe, Centrix, and he recently did a, a Corpse Grinders uh, solo thing as well. Uh, mm. We basically hit him up with, uh, hey, here's the idea. We want the album to be called Carnal Death. Uh, we, it's kind of based uh, around an unfortunate actual um, <laughs> event that happened to uh, an old friend of mine in uh, Ian's. Uh, he was killed by uh, basically a psychotic uh, ex-girlfriend, and he was shot in the back of the head, and she tried to make it look like suicide. And it was a very fucked wow. up set of circumstances. Yeah, and so it, it, we took kind of the holy shit of something so horrendous happening and kind of like, you know, put it together in a song and we decided that, you know, it should definitely be the title track for the album, you know? And I wanted to ask, what can bands look for next? What's the next step for the band? Uh, new stuff. Uh, hopefully, you know, the stuff we got, we're getting ready to start writing now um, is definitely a lot heavier. Uh, we're kind of trying to spread our wings a little bit and evolve, uh, you know, and uh, it's definitely heavier, faster, meaner, <laughs> as any band would say, I guess, you know, it's a lot of, yeah, this is sick, or uh, we can do better kind of thing so far, but uh, definitely some newer material coming out and new recordings and all that definitely within the next, uh, hopefully, few months. And uh, how is the scene there? Uh, Richmond uh, is one of the best places, I feel, you know, for music and art, especially to hands down in Virginia, you know, and uh, I would say, yeah, Richmond lives and breathes the music and the art for sure. It is one of the best places for uh, musicians and struggling musicians and struggling artists and all that good stuff as well. And I wanted to ask you about your musical journey. At what age did you begin? Um, me personally, I started pretty late. I was actually, you know, being at the time and writing for skate shops and, you know, doing that stuff. I didn't start playing bass until I believe I'm going to say roughly like 23 at 23 years old. And um, I just turned 35 now, so not too terribly long, really. So I think I really started mm -hmm. taking bass seriously at 25 or at least, you know, practicing every day all fun stuff and you know learning songs and all that good stuff but um yeah oddly i started pretty late in the game and as long as far as your musical journey what do you feel has been the best advice that has been given to you along the way to not beat yourself up or necessarily you know tear yourself apart but definitely be your worst critic i guess and you know start off learning you know like favorite punk songs and kind of work your way up and you know start figuring out you know what you like and practice 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 and i also wanted to ask you if we could uh, transport in time to 2028 yeah and we're interviewing where do you see the band at that point 2028 um <laughs> hopefully you know, bigger shows, bigger this, you know, uh, basically in, in hopes of 
progressing to a point where we're all really happy with it. And obviously we're happy with it now, but as a musician, you know, you always want to try and keep taking it where you can take it. And sure. hopefully by that time, you know, we'll uh, really have evolved into something that we're really just trying to strive to go for right now as well, you know, and, you know, just bigger and better, I guess. <laughs> And what do you? What band would you feel would be a perfect touring partner for Murdersome? Oh man, Violence would have to be on there. At least Violence, I would say uh, Exodus. <laughs> Probably any of the OG big ones, even some of the newer ones right now, like even going on with Municipal Waste or sure. that would also be really cool too. I mean. I don't know. We're kind of all over the place musically, so I mean, shit. Even going with Dying Fetus would be fucking stellar for us, you know. But yeah, we, we're kind of all over the place. So I guess you know, any of the legendary classic ones would be really tight. But you know, and I wanted to ask you, uh, when you're not working on music, do you have any hobbies that you enjoy in your spare time? Uh, I still skateboard on occasion. I can't push myself the way I used to, just with old skateboard injuries and you know i need my hands to play so i can't like break a finger right. or break an arm or any of that shit but um you know uh that or biking and hiking and all that stuff trying to stay active and you know and what's the best way to get merchandise from the band and physical copy uh we're just now getting our physical copy situated uh cd should be in soon and then we're getting vinyl but just with everything back ordered and backlogged and all that stuff it's just taking some time well the best way uh, i would say would just go to either Bandcamp or just message us directly on whatever uh social media platforms we're on because we are we're pretty responsive on stuff um but yeah Bandcamp, facebook instagram those would probably be the best ways to uh, get merch from us and lastly i wanted to ask yeah. you if you could give a message to your fans what would that message be <laughs> uh, practice, 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 and uh, give a hundred percent. Well, I wanted to thank you for creating a great album. I love the album much. from top to bottom. I couldn't wait to speak with you. Yeah, man. Thank you very much for uh, having me on here, and uh, thank you for loving the album, man. We put a lot of work into it. And I hope you have safe travels, my friend. Yeah, you too. All right, take care. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good one. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.